And then he saw it. A single-story building at the end of the street, with a low-lying thatched roof sweeping down to just above head height. The walls may have been whitewashed at one time, but now they were a dirty, smudged grey. A fitful yellow light shone through the small windows along the street-side wall, and a sign hung creaking in the wind over the low doorway. A seabird of some kind, crudely rendered. Could be a heron, he said. He looked around curiously. The other buildings were all dark and anonymous. Their business was done for the day, whereas in a tavern like the Heron it was just getting under way. He dismounted outside the building, absent-mindedly patting Tug's neck as he stood there. The little horse regarded the mean-looking tavern, then rolled an eye at his master. "'Are you sure you want to go in there?' For a horse of few words, there were times when Tug could express himself with crystal clarity. Will smiled reassuringly at him. "'I'll be fine. I'm a big boy now, you know.' Tug snorted scornfully. He'd seen the small stable-yard beside the inn, and he knew he'd be left there. He was always ill at ease when he wasn't on hand to keep his master out of trouble. Will led him through the sagging gate into the stable-yard. There was another horse and a tired old mule tethered there. Will didn't bother to tether Tug. He knew his horse would stay there until he returned. "'Wait over there. You'll be out of the wind,' he said, gesturing towards the far wall. Tug looked at him again, shook his head, and ambled to the spot Will had indicated. "'Just yell if you need me. I'll come running.' For a moment— Will wondered if he were being too fanciful in attributing that thought to his horse. Then he decided not. For a second or two he entertained an image of Tug bursting through the narrow door into the tavern, shouldering drinkers aside to come to his master's aid. He grinned at the thought, then closed the stable-yard gate, lifting it so that it didn't drag on the rough cobblestones. Then he moved to the tavern entrance. Will was by no means a tall person, but even he felt constrained to stoop a little under the low door-sill. As he opened the door, he was hit by a wall of sensations. Heat, the smell of sweat, smoke, spilt stale ale. As the wind rushed in through the open door, the lanterns flickered, and the peat fire in the grate on the far wall suddenly flared with renewed life. He hesitated, getting his bearings. The smoke and the flickering light from the fire made it even harder to see inside than it had been outside in the dark street. "'Close the door, fool!' a rough voice bellowed, and he stepped inside, allowing the door to close behind him. Immediately the fire and the lantern light steadied. There was a thick pall of smoke from the fire and dozens of pipes. It hung just above head height, trapped by the low thatched roof. Will wondered if it ever had a chance to disperse, or whether it just hung there from one day to the next, growing in intensity with each passing evening. Most of the tavern's patrons ignored him, but a few unfriendly faces turned towards him, assessing the newcomer. They saw a slim, slightly built figure wrapped in a dull grey and green cloak, face concealed beneath a large hood. As they watched, he pushed the hood back, and they saw his face was surprisingly youthful, little more than a boy. 
Then they took stock of the heavy Saxon knife at his belt, with a smaller knife mounted above it and the massive longbow in his left hand. Over his shoulder they saw the feathered ends of more than a dozen arrows protruding from the quiver at his back. The stranger might look like a boy, but he carried a man's weapons, and he did so without any self-consciousness or show, as if he was completely familiar with them. He looked around the room, nodding to those who had turned to study him, but his gaze passed quickly over them, and it was apparent that he offered no threat, and these were men who were well used to gauging potential threats from newcomers. The slight air of tension that had gripped the tavern eased, and people went back to their drinking. Will, after a quick inspection of the room, saw no threat to himself and crossed to the rough bar, three heavy, rough-sawn planks laid across two massive casks. The tavern-keeper, a wiry man with a sharp-nosed face, round, prominent ears, and a receding hairline that combined to give him a rodent-like